Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCrady, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCrady. I'm ringing the bell for real-time engagement with the Father so that we can move into the big life, into wide open spaces that He has called us to. But to get there, my friends, we must come through the narrow way. And the narrow way that leads into wide open spaces definitely includes true biblical forgiveness. We must know it. We must live in it. We must pass it on so that we can live. So take a listen to these episodes, and I pray they will lead you into wide open places through the narrow way with God. Let's take the provision that He's made for us in Christ. So I want to do just a little bit of intro into biblical forgiveness, and then this is probably what we'll spend a good portion of this next few episodes on because this requires um, obedience. And, and obedience isn't a performance. Obedience is, yes, Father, I will go this way. I will take actions based on what you have provided for me. Father, I will now choose to live in this way and go this direction. And my friends, I'm telling you, you you will be able to live unto the Father in a way you've only probably dreamed of up to this point. You will be able to live and not survive. Right? I'm, I'm telling you. <laughs> this, is, this is true. So here's just a few thoughts as we open this up on biblical forgiveness. I think you would agree with me that there is no doubt that the church The people of God are in need of healing of biblical proportions, of a deliverance that is not just temporary, right? But yet it's important to recognize right up front that forgiveness and trust are two different things. I, you, are commanded to forgive others as one who has been forgiven and as one who now shares in the life and nature of Jesus, See, we're going to live like Christ. We're going to live like Him. So He did not entrust Himself to others. He never made people His source. I read a little bit of this to you the other day out of uh, the little book, Toxic Love. Right? Jesus did not trust Himself to other people. He entrusted the kingdom to them, but He did not entrust Himself As the person of Jesus, the man Jesus, he entrusted himself to the Father only because that's how mankind was meant to live. You were never meant to live making people or yourself your source. This is out of order. And this is what keeps bitterness and unfulfilled expectations and all of these patterns and patterns just going on and on is because we've not allowed right up front the crucifixion of, of uh, Romans one twenty five, which is where they exchanged the truth for a lie, and they became worshipers of the creature rather than the creator. We continue to worship creatures. We think, I'm going to find the right spouse. I'm going to... Uh, have the right pastor, I will have the right friends, and they'll never let me down. Yes, they will. (laughs) Yes, they will. Why are you still on this elusive hunt for the perfect people? 
People are not going to set you in right order. The Father is, through the finished work of Jesus, by the power and person of Holy Spirit. This is how Jesus lived. He didn't trust himself to others, but only to his Father. It says so in John 2, 25, I'm sorry, John 2, 24 and 25 in the Amplified Classic. It says, but Jesus, for his part, did not trust himself to them because he knew all men, for he himself knew what was in human nature. Jesus interacted with people in the way you were meant to interact with people was out of the Father as the source so that your need for love and security and significance and value, uh, all of that is met in him. And then you're free to interact with people accordingly. But if you are strapping yourself to people, if you are enmeshed with people, If you are uh, under the uh, lie that somehow people are supposed to be something to you they were never meant to be, then not only have you been mistreated by people, but you are now mistreating and misusing others. You're making them your source when they were never meant to be that. So right up front, I want you to understand as we go in with forgiveness, I'm not asking you to trust people. We are commanded as ones who have been forgiven, to now pass on forgiveness because we've received it so that we can then move on with God. Right? This forgiving people is so that you honor God, you honor and live and participate in His way of life, and so that you can move on. You don't have to go tell people you're forgiving them. You don't need them to show up and do anything. Forgiveness is an action between you and the Father, first and foremost. And it's out of what you have been forgiven. And many times the reason that much uh, forgiveness isn't flowing is because we don't know what we've been forgiven. But here's what the scripture says. In Jeremiah 2, 12 and 13, It says, for far too long, the people of God have settled for lesser healings. I'm sorry, this is a commentary on Jeremiah 2, 12 and 13 that I'm making from myself. And then I'll read the scripture. For far too long, the people of God have settled for lesser healings. The scripture says that there is one fountain flowing deep and wide that we are to drink from, and it is God himself. Yet the scripture tells us that the people of God commit evil. The choosing of fountains other than God for their source of healing. And here's what the scripture actually says. Be astonished and appalled, O heavens, at this. Be shocked and shriveled up with horror, says the Lord, at the behavior of my people. For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and they have hewn for themselves cisterns, broken cisterns which cannot hold water. Jeremiah seventeen thirteen says, O Lord, the hope of Israel, all who forsake you shall be put to shame. They who depart from you and me, your prophet, shall disappear like riding upon the ground, because they have forsaken the Lord, the fountain of living waters. My friends, this is some strong scripture, but it, of course we live in new covenant. Of course we are, are people who are born again, 
And yet, if people continue to live according to the old, they continue to refuse to drink of God himself, the fountain of living waters. And the Lord says that this is appalling and shocking and horrifying. And yes, it did say that this would be shocking and that we would be put to shame. And I'm going to submit to you, my friends, we as the people of God put ourselves to open shame. This isn't a threat from God. God is just stating the facts that my people refuse. See, if you're his people, right, born-again people, right, and we refuse, like, I will not forgive them. God surely cannot expect me to forgive them for this. My friends, if you have been forgiven by God and you were willing to receive the forgiveness of God for your sin. Why are you not willing then to extend that to other people so that you can then move on? Are you going to expect those people to do right by you? Expect them to pay for their sin when you've confessed that you can't even pay for your own? Now, I'm not trying to chest bump you. I'm not trying to shame you. I'm not trying to be ugly or snarky here. I am bringing to you the same striking metanoia, the same striking conviction that the Father has brought to me many, many times is why do I continue to expect someone else to do something that I've already confessed that I can't do, which is pay for my own sin, right? This is about what's happening between you and the Father, not you and that person, When I forgave my dad, it was about me bowing to the Father and saying, Father, I finally see, and I finally, by your work in my life, realize that if I really say that I want justice for this, then why would I not accept it from you that you're giving me? Father, I bow. I mean, I'm telling you, and every bit of the ability to bow, the ability to see clearly, all of that came from God. Maybe are you still resisting him today and you are demanding it from someone else? They are going to pay. And you have bowed up and you are so bitter, right? But you don't have to stay that way. I know how we get that way. I've been that way. But you don't have to stay that way. And what we want to make absolutely certain of is that we don't think that we are forgiving when we are really not. That's to me is grievous. As many people think, well, I've forgiven and I obeyed and but by what means were you able to forgive? So part of what I'm going to share with you in the next episode is some deceptions and then I'm going to talk about how do we have the ability and the authority to be able to forgive so that we can move on with God. So will you stay with me in this as this unfolds in these next episodes of biblical forgiveness? And then will you take action and finally say, Father, I'm going to receive what you have done in Christ for me so that I can move forward with you. I pray that you do, my friends. Love you all. Until next time. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady.com.